The Writer Files, a member of the Podglomerate Network. Greetings, scribes. I have got some exciting news to share. The Writer Files now has an exclusive Patreon community where subscribers will get exclusive access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and content from productivity and publishing experts each month. In the meantime, just head over to patreon.com slash the writer files. It's free to join Patreon to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash the writer files. Help us start something special. And so I decided to write myself into American literature by writing novels with mixed race characters who were, quote, triumphant. And I don't like a lot of labels at all. I think we should live from our spirits that have no color, but there are labels in the world, so I'm trying to help people see ourselves through our hearts and spirits instead of our skin and our religions and our all the labels and divisions. And welcome back to The Writer Files. I am your host, Kelton Reed. And this week, I had the opportunity to interview the multi-hyphenate best-selling author of over 20 books, Elizabeth Ann Atkins, who joined me to share her inspiring and winding journey from Pulitzer Prize-nominated journalist to groundbreaking novelist, ghostwriter, educator, TV host, and health and wellness expert. She received a master's degree in journalism from Columbia University, and her writing has appeared in the New York Times, San Diego Tribune, Essence, Ebony, and the Detroit News, for which her articles on race were nominated for the Pulitzer. Elizabeth has written 20 books, including novels White Chocolate, Dark Secret, and Twilight, no, not that Twilight, a collaboration with Billy D. Williams, and she's also half of the indie publishing duo Two Sisters Writing and Publishing with sibling Catherine, where the two share the mission to promote diverse voices in the book world. Their credo is to publish quality anthologies of exceptional short fiction and inspirational nonfiction, and books by authors of color and women writers. They offer consulting, editing, and ghostwriting services as well. Elizabeth has been featured on Oprah, Montel, NPR, Good Morning America, and CBS Evening News, and she also co-hosts a weekly TV talk show, My Healthy Mind, with a focus on mental health and wellness. In part one of this file, Elizabeth and I discussed how the author wrote herself into American literature, what it's like to write a novel with Billy Dee Williams of Star Wars fame, why the author leans toward underdog and against the odds stories, how she combines her passion for writing and health and wellness in her work, the power of journaling and meditation for writers, and how mindfulness and writing notes by hand can help you cut through all of those modern distractions. Stay tuned. The Writer Files is brought to you by my friends at copyblogger.com. Words that work. Build your online authority with powerfully effective content marketing. Get superior content marketing education so you can build a remarkable online presence. Authors, bloggers, journalists, online publishers, and entrepreneurs, head over to copyblogger.com to learn more. That's copyblogger.com. And if you're a fan of The Writer Files, please click subscribe to automatically see new interviews as soon as they're published and leave us a rating or a review over on Apple Podcasts to help other writers find us all right we are back once again on the writer files podcast i am very very happy today to have a special guest elizabeth ann atkins is joining me 
Elizabeth, how are you today? Excellent, Kelton. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, it is truly a pleasure. Can't wait to rap with you about the writing <laughs> life and and uh, your amazingly inspiring and uh, multifaceted story. I mean, I kind of describe you as a multi-hyphenate, but there are so many hyphens. It's like, I don't know how you do all this stuff. Um, it's fascinating to me, of course. I want to dig into your your process, obviously, as a writer um, and how you get it done. But let's mm-hmm. talk about your journey here. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you're a prolific author, um, mm-hmm. speaker. Uh, you promote and, and do educational stuff for other writers. And, of course, um, you know, have this uh, business with your your other half, your, your mm-hmm. sister there mm-hmm. at the Two Sisters Writing and Publishing. So let's dig into part of your origin story maybe as a writer. You know, I know you've talked about this uh, at length in the past, but how you how you got here, um, mm-hmm. kind of the cliff's notes of how you became this <laughs> best-selling author and, and Pulitzer Prize-nominated uh, <laughs> journalist. Oh, thank you. That is so kind. Well, my family story um, set the, the stage for being very independent and pioneering. And so my father was a Roman Catholic priest in the 1960s. He wanted to leave in the church and start a family. And he was part of an exodus of 100,000 priests who did leave at that time. Hmm. My mother was the organist in the church but she was trying to convince him to stay. She was 25 years younger, half Italian, half black. He was white. Um, and he left the church and they started dating. And then I came along. And so the bishop had damned them to hell. And they said, we're in love. We're getting married anyway. And so they and their families disapproved. And it was very unconventional for the 1960s that they got married. In fact, it was illegal in 16 states at the time, not hmm. not where they got married. Mm-hmm. But so they were very bold, very courageous, very very driven by their souls' purpose to be together with colorblind love. And they created me and my sister one year apart. And my father journaled every night at the dining room table. He had tons of books in our home library. My mother went to law school at night while working full-time, and our father worked full-time. So um, time and money were scarce in our home, but we it was very cohesive teamwork, and academic excellence were stressed for, was stressed for me and my sister. It was not even a conversation. So and, and we excelled in English, but I wanted to be a doctor. And when I got to the University of Michigan, I flunked chemistry twice and mm. I couldn't be a doctor. So I became an English major and I went to the campus paper and became a reporter and editor and fell in love with journalism. Yeah. Following that, I got a master's in journalism from Columbia University. Then I got hired at the Detroit News writing race relations stories because my thesis has be- had been about mixed race families. So I I created this niche and there's this thing called the tragic mulatto where people who are mixed were confused and rejected. And, and I said, no, I'm triumphant. And so I decided to write myself into American literature by writing novels with mixed race characters who were quote triumphant mulattoes. Mm-hmm. And I don't like a lot of labels at all. I think we should live from our spirits that have no color, but there are labels in the world, so I'm trying to help people see 
ourselves through our hearts and spirits instead of our skin and our religions and our all the labels and divisions. So from there, I started writing books. And then my sister, meanwhile, had pursued a master's in writing. And she also uh, worked for 10 years in financial services firms. And so we decided in 2016 to team up and I would combine my ghost writing experience, and she would combine her business experience, and we would become two sisters writing and publishing. And we've since published 14 books as of this month, with 12 more coming, including four big ones in the next couple months. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and it doesn't even seem like the half of kind of your story as I read about it. <laughs> I'm like, you really, you really did give us the cliffs notes. Um, but, uh, it's a, it's a, it's an inspiring story and, and just a quick aside to revisit the exclusive writer files, Patreon community, where subscribers get access to uncut ad free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and a lot more. I know that for serious writers, it can be more distracting than ever to cut through the noise, stay productive and home in on what's happening in the publishing industry. Over eight years, we've provided a looking glass into the habits of professional writers and publishing industry insiders. And as your humble host, I've decided to launch a membership-based Patreon for serious scribes to cut through the noise, swap tips and tricks, and hang out with like-minded peers. Just head over to patreon.com slash the writer files for bonus writing resources, monthly episode breakdowns, writer's happy hour, a community of your peers, ad-free episodes, and more. It's free to join to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime that's patreon.com slash the writer files help us start something cool and special keep calm and write on yeah so how did how did you fall into ghost writing people started i well i wrote a novel with billy d williams the actor um, he's going to be in the new Star Wars as Lando Calrissian um, but he wanted to write a romance and we had the same literary agent and she connected us in 2000 and we wrote Twilight not the vampire story it's a yeah. lush love story and so from there people saw oh she can collaborate with people so people started approaching me to write their books and then I said wow I, I'm good at this I'm a literary chameleon where I can take on the voice like a chameleon the animal takes on or lizard or whatever it is mm -hmm. <laughs> takes on the color of its background well I can take on the voice of someone and so that's a gift, and I pledged that it's part of my mission to use that gift to help other people with inspiring stories tell their stories. So That's incredible. Thank you. Thank you. So I've written the memoir of former Detroit Mayor Dennis Archer, who transformed D Detroit into the comeback city of the millennium. It was a total ghost town. It was you know, really troubled. Mm -hmm. And he also was the president of the American Bar Association, which has 400,000 lawyers across America. Um, and several other high profile people, a former president of the American Red Cross. I really love being able to interview people and then tell their story as if I'm them. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> but I mean, I think you've talked about this in the past, you kind of, you lean obviously towards the kind of the underdog stories, you know, the stories mm -hmm. of the against the odds um, mm -hmm. uh, underdogs. And, and that in of itself is pretty inspiring, but it seems like your mission now with the two sisters writing and publishing um, to really promote diversity and different voices, voices 
um, that aren't always necessarily heard mm-hmm. out there in the uh, mm-hmm. in the world. That's true, and that just happened by osmosis or organically because it's just the people who came to us through word of mouth. And for example, the former president of the American Red Cross was born a sharecropper's son in North Carolina, mm-hmm. and he became a global humanitarian. That is really remarkable. <laughs> and our mother was a biracial baby put in foster care in Detroit in 1946, and she became chief judge of one of the biggest, busiest courts in America. And in her book, which she wrote herself and we published, which is a unique thing, that there's a mother who wrote her own book and her two daughters published it, and they're writing their own books that are inspired by our family story as well. Um So her story is absolutely against the odds. And we like to showcase that because it gives people hope, gives people an example, a blueprint that they can follow to be successful no matter what's going on in their life. For sure. For sure. Inspiring to say the least. But thanks. Yeah. Well, let's talk about um, your work and what you are working on presently. I know you have a, uh, you are publishing a memoir. Yes, yes. Tell us a little bit about that. (laughs) Okay. So, you know, I write memoirs for people, but writing your own is extremely difficult, Kelton. Very difficult (laughs) because you have to like face your own demons. And I've Mm. been going through my journals from college and I'm like, why did I spend so much time on this dumb issue or whatever? I've heard Oprah Winfrey say the same thing. It's like, anyway, so my book is called God's Answer is No, K-N-O-W, Lessons from a Spiritual Life, because although our parents were Catholic, our father died in 1990 and our mother's still alive, thankfully, um, they never made us go to Sunday school or catechism or any of that. They let us make our own path regarding Mm -hmm. religion and spirituality. So in 2010, I learned how to meditate. And that transformed me as a person and as a writer. And so since then, I've had such extraordinary experiences in exploring my spirituality that that became the major theme of this book. And I'm my mission is to tell my story and teach others how to achieve the types of revelations and peace of mind and calmness and healing on mind-body-spirit levels that I've experienced. And it's extraordinary, and it's it's really the answer to feeling your best. Um, And I want to make it real simple, because when I was trying to learn spirituality, I read a few things that were way over my head. Mm -hmm. So people need to, they want to learn, but they don't know where to start. And it sounds so confusing to some if you don't know some of the jargon. And so I, I want to teach that through this book. And that's coming out in um, within a month or so. Fantastic. Um, thank you. Yeah, yeah. That um, <laughs> seems to dovetail nicely into, you know, not only what you're doing, and I'll, of course, point to your uh, homepage at Two Sisters Writing and Publishing, which is two mm-hmm. sis- twosistersrwriting.com, mm-hmm. where you do offer, you know, a bunch of different things, including book coaching, consulting, editing, publishing, and your ghostwriting services. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do also talk about, and you've mentioned already a couple times, uh, journaling, uh, mm-hmm. or at least you have published something titled The Power Journal, mm-hmm. which is where you talk about uh, kind of starting, a, what is it, a 28-day challenge? 
yes. for writers, right? At uh-huh. powerjournal.life mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so I've journaled most of my life. And when I had my son, I journaled, I gained a lot of weight. And I, my first book was coming out. And I journaled about how I would lose the weight and how I would be after I lost the weight. And so uh, that became my roadmap. And I lost 100 pounds. I was on the Oprah Winfrey show celebrating my weight loss success story. And I've since adopted an extremely healthy lifestyle. And so journaling was integral to that. And it's really my saving grace. I journal every night before bed and often during the day. Um, It's my therapist. It's my best friend. And so when I learned to meditate, I coupled the act of journaling with the meditations where I'd record whatever I saw and heard in the meditation. And then I would also set intentions for the meditation before doing so in writing. And writing is such a powerful act that it activates energy within yourself, within the universe. And so I came up with something that I named power journal because I was getting such power from journaling. And so Catherine and I made a a workbook and an online community where you can take this 28-day challenge to dive deep in yourself and through meditation access your higher self, which is that voice that speaks the truth beyond all the noise of your mind where you're worried about criticism or doubting yourself. The inner critic shuts up because you meditate into that extremely relaxed state where you can access your soul self or your higher self. You can call it God or whatever your belief system is. Mm -hmm. You can call it your inner voice. It's for everybody. Um, And you can take it as as deep spiritually as you want or not. Sure, Um, sure. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I mean, I do find this fascinating. And we do talk about a lot of the neuroscience behind productivity and creativity on this show quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I find it pretty fascinating that, you know, journaling, I think when you talk about journaling, you're talking about handwriting mm-hmm. um, on paper, right? Or, or is it, can it be done digitally? I do both. I type really fast, like lightning. And so <laughs> You must <laughs> at this point. So my preference is to journal on a, on my computer mm-hmm. um, because I can get it down as fast as I think, and sure. I like that. But I do like the act of handwriting, and I've been a lot of writers say that. Um, who did I hear? Pearl Clegg in an interview recently. I heard her say she handwrites only because there's this filter that mm-hmm. in the slower process of physically handwriting, her brain is able to process it more than just gushing out whatever comes to mind and typing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I think I've looked at some of those studies of why your brain places an emphasis on, uh, for instance, like taking notes by hand Mm -hmm. in a, in a college course, um, tends to yield a greater retention to the material opposed Mm. to, uh, digitally, typing the notes. And I think it has something to do with the act of, yeah, obviously moving your hand, but what your brain is doing is it's putting an emphasis. It's telling you that it's a little bit more important if you're mm. taking, if you're handwriting something. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an interesting study that I'll link to. But also I think, uh, and fascinating, obviously, because you're kind of, obviously journaling is, is a process of kind of looking inward as is the mindfulness piece. Mm-hmm. which is pretty fascinating. I think I was looking at a, an article um, just today 
titled Mental Training Changes Your Brain Structure and Reduces Social Stress. And as we know, through antiquity, and you've kind of talked a little bit about, you know, obviously meditation has been practiced forever by numerous religious traditions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but now is commonly practiced just by individuals who aren't necessarily doing it for religious purposes, but are doing mm-hmm. it to not only reduce stress, anxiety, mm-hmm. you know, lower heart rate, all that stuff. But mm-hmm. the mindfulness piece from uh, a neuroscience standpoint has actually been proven now mm-hmm. to um, alter the way, you know, you, you kind of process that information. And mm-hmm. I think that's, a, a, it's a really, really interesting, uh, be interesting to look at all the, the scientific background of, of combining those two things, or at least mm-hmm. how they might affect one another. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, your brain is doing a lot of the work in the background, right? And so, mm-hmm. Getting, you know, getting using that meditation piece um, clearly quiets some of those those uh, what do you have kind of repetitive thoughts that mm-hmm. that haunt us from time to time. And, and <laughs> meditation is really helpful to just mm-hmm. get clear, get clarity, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes. Uh-huh. And it's really um, like when I have to. So, for example, we're doing a new power journal every month of the year. And so I'm working on the one for um, January and February, and I meditated, and I got the ideas, sort of the download on how to proceed in composing those workbooks. Interesting, interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like it, I like it. So the default mode network is doing some of the work for you, and then, you know, combined with intention, it's really giving it kind of a, a, a turbo boost. Thanks so much for joining us for this half of The Writer Files. And if you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe to the show and leave us a rating or a review to help other writers find us. You can always leave us a comment or a question and visit the entire archives at writerfiles.fm, where we also humbly ask you to support the show with a secure donation to help us keep going. Just click the little yellow PayPal donate button over at writerfiles.fm. And you can always chat with me on Twitter at Kelton Reed. Cheers. Talk to you next week. And thank you.